Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with me, Chanel. Here in Akron, Ohio, you know, it's almost 9.30 Eastern Standard Time here and the sun's gone down already and it was a scorcher today, 90 degrees, supposed to be 93 tomorrow and I'm just sitting here, believe it or not, chilling out in the dark searching my phone and cleaning out my languages um and i'm just chilling really and just enjoying the evening it's really quiet now in the building there's not a lot of noise people are settling down for the night and so i decided to just talk about some things because it was on my mind but before i get to what i want to talk about today at Episode 271. I can't believe it. I'm 29 episodes away from 300. I can't believe it. This is so amazing. Um, I want to thank you guys because once again, you know, 70% of the male population in the world is listening to me. So thank you. And I would love to increase um, the percentage of women. I know that there's 26% of you guys. So I would love to increase it. Um, you know, I, I believe in equality, men and women. Um, and, and having numbers that match would be totally cool. Um, I'm almost at 24K soon. I'm really excited. I hope I can get to 30K before the end of the year. That would be a great goal for me. Um, now... I want to thank Spotify and Anchor because without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do episodes. I wouldn't be able to have the large amount of people that are listening to me in over 128 countries in 48 states worldwide. So thank you guys for your support. I really appreciate it. Continue to rate, review, follow, and share the podcast with anyone who likes language learning. From a visually impaired perspective. Now, what I wanted to talk about was, you know, we all like to dabble. We all like to put our feet into different languages to see which ones fit with us. I mean, because sometimes we'll just sit there and we'll just do a language based off of a YouTuber or someone that's on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Snapchat or even Clubhouse or even WhatsApp. And to be honest, you know, a language is a journey that you take on solo. You know, you're doing it for a nice amount of time and you're trying to, you know, achieve a goal, whether it's ordering food or going on vacation for a couple of weeks, you want to be able to get by and have some survivor's uh, language skills under your belt so you won't feel like you're sticking out like a sore thumb, like a lot of tourists do, um, who go to certain countries and they really don't know the language very well, and then they get cheated out of, like, you know, their money because... The people know they don't know the language, and so they can raise the price on things. And I've seen people do that, and it's, like, really, you know, heartbreaking to see. And then, I mean, I've seen people post on social media, I had a terrible time. Well, why did you have a terrible time? 
Was it because you didn't know a bit of the language? Even if you knew a few phrases to get by, you knew more than you did before you left the country. You know, so that actually does help a lot. Trust me when I say that. Every little bit helps. Um, and that's the truth of it. Because that little bit of, could save your life. Or it can help you eat something delicious instead of something that you really don't know what the world it is. You know, so I would I would say learn a little bit of the language. You know, I... I took off a few languages off of my um, phone, and I only have three languages other than English, and that's Russian, French, and Arabic. And, you know, for the life of me, I keep going back to these these three languages. And I think a lot of it is due to the fact that I call them my love languages. They're the languages that I really do love the most. And I mean, I've dabbled in a lot of languages, whether it was to review different courses that I was affiliated with, uh, which was 90% of why I was doing it for. Um, or, you know, it was just because it was something new and I just wanted to try it out and see how I liked it. But for the most part, you know, I know I probably would never speak these languages with anybody other than to be on the internet you know I know I'm not going to leave the states anytime soon because I don't have a passport and I just don't have the money to go anywhere um and then on top of that I'm visually impaired I have to look at a lot of what that would take for me to be able to travel safely with my guide dog you know I would have to find out if there's quarantine procedures for my dog how long does that process take you know the shot records for both of us, so forth and so on. The insurance, you know, because you have to have travel insurance when you go out of the country. You can't just go. Because if you don't and something happens, you know, you're kind of screwed. You know, so this helps with your medical and such. And that's a good thing to have. And I've heard other people say that too online over the years. Because they've traveled all over the place. And it has come in handy for them you know, in the end, which is a good thing. Um, you know, I decided that I just wanted to focus on maintaining my French, improving my Russian. I mean, in maintaining my Russian, improving my French, and, um, you know, improving my Arabic to a nice level. And I don't care how long that takes. I'm not putting a time limit on it or anything. I'm just doing it for me and me alone. And my goals on, you know, improving these languages are my own. And I probably will be putting videos up on Facebook of me speaking the languages and like I did for Russian. And, you know, speaking to myself out loud in the house and you know, listening to a lot of content that I really want to hear. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do that because, you know, life is just too short and you have to do what makes you happy. And, you know, I don't want to walk around regretting the fact that I didn't improve my Russian to the level that I want to get it back up to. I didn't improve my French to the level I want to get it to. And I didn't start to really get deep into my Arabic again. Um, to the point where I'm able to speak it in a comfortable manner, whether it's conversational, whether it's B2, 
you know, whatever level it may be, I will I will achieve it. And I know it's going to take time for all three, but that's okay. You know, that's that's a goal that I'm willing to work on every day. And even if that means a half an hour every day or an hour per one every day, I I will do that. But I will say, you know, that's my goal. You know, I don't know if you guys have the same goals or not. I would love to know if you do, because, you know, honestly, it's something that's important, you know, for me when I say I'm going to set many goals and like, you know, I'm going to learn my my numbers in Arabic or I'm going to improve my alphabet knowledge in Arabic. Um, You know, I'm going to, you know, watch all of Oh, the rest of Elheba, the rest of season two by the end of this week, and then work on season three for next week and season four for the week after because it's like 30 episodes per season. And I want to get that done before the end of August because that's a goal of mine to be able to watch all four seasons of Elheba um, on Netflix, you know, before Cobra Kai comes back on. And, um, you know, I'll probably watch that once any anyway. But, you know, that's something that I want to do. I want to be able to watch all, you know, 120 episodes of El Hamo with subtitles. And then I want to go back and I want to start all over again and watch all 120 episodes with no subtitles. And I want to be able to watch it and listen to it and get what they're saying in Arabic. And... Yes, it is scripted, but at the end of the day, it's a good series, and I really enjoyed it, and, you know, um, it's it's something that I really like. Now, I understand that it's fictitious, and there are some people that may see the depiction of this show to be not accurate to their own country or their own set of people, and I definitely understand that. I've gotten criticized because of the fact that I was watching El Heba and I had a whole bunch of people from Syria that was on uh, a social media site that I won't mention. And we were having a conversation and they said they didn't like it because it wasn't depicting Syrians in a positive light. And I said, well, I see this as entertainment and for educational purposes. I don't take sides in any type of politics or religious um, ongoings in whatever country you're from. And if, uh, you know, uh, you feel that way, that's fine. You have the right to feel that way. But you can't tell someone what to watch. You know, if you want to recommend uh, another show for someone to watch, that's one thing. But to slam duck somebody because you don't like something is not, that's not cool. You know, um, there's a lot of shows that depict African-Americans in a negative light, and it has been addressed, but people aren't telling people what to watch because of how the show was written or created. So that's just something that, you know, I try not to do when I'm recommending stuff to people. Because I will sit there and say, yes, I might not particularly like this, but you might still want to watch it because you might get something out of it that I didn't. 
And that's how I would put it, as opposed to knocking an entire show that somebody wrote because of politics or religious views or whatever view that person may have about the particular show. So um, I didn't want to digress, but I wanted to bring that up because a lot of times you have people from other countries that will try to tell you not to listen to this artist or not to listen to that or not to watch this or that show. And that's because of their own personal views. But if I like something that someone else from another country doesn't like, I just let them know, well, I like that person. I'm going to continue listening to it. You know, it helps me with my Arabic. And so, or or whatever language that I'm, you know, I'm learning at the time. And, you know, I leave it at that. And, I mean, because you can't make everybody happy. And language learning isn't about making anyone else happy. It's about making yourself happy and you um, learning what you need to learn in order to be able to communicate effectively with people. That's what matters at the end of the day, that you can communicate with people in a respectful and effective manner that makes you comfortable. It's not so much about putting on a show for anybody. It's about you being able to speak the language as confidently as you can. Even if you do make some mistakes along the way, you're still trying and you're still doing the best that you can. And that's what's important. Not the rest of the crap that people might say to you. And trust me, There's a lot of people that will say those things. And I just have come to the um, way of, you know, thinking about the whole process of language learning. I'm doing it because I want to. I don't have to do it at all. I choose to do this. And so when I make that choice fundamentally to um, make, you know, have a, Uh, a crack at a language that I've never spoken before, then, you know, that that just opens the floodgates up to me being able to communicate with a wider view of people that I would have never been able to, you know, speak with before in their language. And and sometimes I don't want to speak English, to be honest. And I'm I'm a native-born English speaker here in the U.S., and I'm African-American. I've spoken this language all my life. So, of course, I'm going to speak Russian, French, and Arabic to my heart's content. And it will get to the point where I start doing interviews in those languages. And when that happens, I'll let you guys know, and I'll even make sure I can get someone to help me transcribe the the interview in, you know, uh, English in that particular language because... That way you'll be able to see what, um, you know, uh, the interview was about. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes when you have an interview that's in another language, it actually gives you the, the confidence to be able to say, I can really speak this language if I can ask questions, you know, in that language and get responses back in the same target language for which I'm learning. So that will be a goal of mine at some point. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I plan on maintaining my French, improving my um, Arabic and my French and maintaining my Russian, which is what I meant to say. 
Um, because guess what? Even native speakers of English get tongue-tied. And I've gotten tongue-tied a couple times on this podcast. Which I'm going to keep the mistakes in there because you know what? You can learn from that. And the more you listen to how people speak um, and what words they use, the better you're going to get at your listening comprehension in English. And, you know, I hope that this helps people understand. You can learn whatever language you want to your heart's content. You can dive into whatever content you want until your heart's content. It's your journey, it's your process, and it's your dream to be able to speak whatever language you want to. So, thank you so much for listening today. I greatly appreciate it. Me salame kaliwad fi amrika fi the Middle East. Merci beaucoup tout le monde. Et je vous voudrais parler avec vous ou petite. Très bientôt, mes amis, ou la lingua environment. Au revoir, tout le monde. Balshaya Spice Basim. I hachu. Skazite. Oichin Skora. Sim. Paka paka.